Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week, we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you survived another week. We did not get any emails, but I do have one update from our Super Nintendo episode that I just wanted to follow up with. I, I mentioned that I do a little bit of uh, emulator stuff, you know, just got to got to play my games. <laughs> I actually use an app called Open Emu, Open EMU. So it's short for emulators, but I don't know if it's Open Emu, Open Emu. Anyway, however you pronounce it, it's great. It's like iTunes, but for like video game consoles. And it's awesome. Anyway, the point of this story is that I went online and I got Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. <laughs> and I downloaded them. Oh, nice. So I haven't started playing them yet because I've been super busy, but they're ready to go. We kept talking about them and we kept talking about all these great games. And I, I was like, you know, if you haven't played these games, go check them out. And I was like, well, I need to listen to my own advice. So <laughs> I went and got them. <laughs> so I got to play. Nice. I'll, I'll keep you posted when I finally have a chance to play them. We'll let you know how they are. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great idea. And You'd be missing the nostalgia piece, but if they're really great games, I mean, if it ends up being anything like the great games we talked about, then sounds like it'll be well worth your time. Here's hoping, yeah, because like if I had never played Super Mario World and I discovered it now, like you're right, there wouldn't be the nostalgia there. But like that game's amazing, so Still a great game, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like holds I'd, up. I'd be thrilled to play it now. So <laughs> anyway, that's the only update I had. You guys have anything for this week? Nope, nothing yeah. for me. Cool. Well, then in that case, let's just jump right into this week's topic, which is our favorite sci-fi movies. Yes. And I'd love to go first because I'm going to do something different than I've done on any of the other episodes. Sounds good to me. And I haven't told Aaron or Shannon what it's going to be. So we're going to see. So if they laugh, it means it really was funny. And if they don't laugh, then it means this really flopped. <laughs> hey, we're already laughing. So we're in okay. good, good shape. Good, good, good. So I thought for going through some of my favorite sci-fi movies, they're pretty popular movies. People have seen them. And so I thought instead of describing it in like a really good way, I thought when I thought of when I thought of like sci-fi and and when you go even further into like fantasy, that sometimes different movies or books or games or whatever are amazing. And then as soon as you start talking about them out loud, you're like, oh, that sounds weird, but you just gotta go see it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I purposefully like came up with the strangest description I could for some of these <laughs> these movies. Nice. So we'll see how this first one goes. <laughs> I already love these. Like you see them on online sometimes where people are like, describe your favorite movie in the worst way or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So instead of telling you the movie first, I'm just going to give the description. And this first one, it's about this kid who loves playing rock and roll. He ends up being able to put on a concert, and it turns out that his mom like falls for him hard and kisses him right on the lips romantically. And so this kid has to figure out how to get his parents to like fall back in love again. His mom needs to be interested in his dad. And so he takes it upon himself to, to fix their marriage. And that's that's the movie. It's one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. It's it's on my list of one of my top movies, and it's amazing. It's such a good movie. Unless you describe it that way. <laughs> Unless you describe it that way. <laughs> if you told me about this movie, I'd be like, that's weird, man. And in case you didn't know, this is the movie Back to the Future. Oh, it's so good. Yes. It's so good. But Aaron, if you want to jump in with some details, I know you actually have some relevant information that the people may care to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I could say a few words about something relevant. 
No, I love Back to the Future. It's so good. If, for anyone who's not that familiar with it, it came out in 1985, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, and it's set in 1985, and it follows Marty McFly, who is a teenager who accidentally goes back in time to 1955. Most of you know the story, so I'm not going to go into details, but it's such a good movie, and I, I, for me, I feel like one of the things that is cool about Back to the Future is it's not just like a good sci-fi movie. You know, like there's some movies that is like, oh, that's really good in its genre, right? Yeah. Mm. Back to the Future is just a great movie all around. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, you know, we, we've had Nolan on the show and he's a, he's a professional filmmaker and I, I'm in the film industry. And so I feel like there's a lot of times I watch movies and I'm paying attention to all these little details and all these little subtle things. You know, and some movies are super entertaining, but they're kind of surfacey or whatever. Like Back to the Future is so detailed and it is so, there's like there's so many little nuanced things in the movie that, you know, the continuity department on that movie was working overtime. They had to have been because so many little things like even little stuff like there's the Twin Pines Mall. Right is where Marty meets Doc for <laughs> yeah. the for the thing, and then when when Marty goes back in time, he crashes into this tree. Right, like one of the, he crashes into a tree, and then when he comes back to the future, the mall is called the Lone Pine Mall because he crashed into <laughs> one of the Twin Pines. <laughs> it's it's such a little tiny detail, but it's something that I I notice, and I'm like, that's that's the kind of detail that's so cool to watch. I love that. Yeah, I, I had never even noticed it. I it was through this latest craze of the short videos like with TikTok that somebody pointed that out and I was like man how many things did I miss in that movie that is that is incredible <laughs> or all the stuff with mayor goldie wilson like you know he's like he's going to be mayor he's like mayor i like the sound of that and then when he goes <laughs> yeah. back he's like reelect mayor goldie wilson it's changed <laughs> i will say there is one part of that movie that is not historically accurate and it is when he's doing his guitar solo. You know what I'm talking, talking about, Shannon. I do. When he pl- when Marty McFly is playing his guitar solo, he's playing a Gibson ES335, which is one of my favorite guitars of all time. It's beautiful. People who are well-known that play that are B.B. King and uh, Dave Grawl plays a, plays a 335. There's a bunch of people who play them. That guitar didn't come out until 1958. And, he, and he's playing his guitar solo in 1955. So a lot of times there's articles online about like the time traveling guitar. So he's playing a guitar that wasn't going to come out for three more years. But oh, see, and I didn't know that either. That's awesome. <laughs> and I don't even care. I forgive it because it's just such a good movie. There's so many fun details. It's it's hilarious. It's like high stakes action and like suspense of like, oh, my gosh, is he going to make it in time? Get it time. But like, <laughs> There's just I just think it's such a very excellently made movie. And I'm sorry, I just Sean, you introduced the movie and then I just like talked for like ten minutes about it. So I'm sorry. No, I, was, I got excited and jumped in. It was perfect. <laughs> and I'll just add that I even hesitate telling people when it's a time travel movie because there's so many weird time travel movies out there. Oh yeah. And yeah. and this one, it's like time travel is definitely a part of it. But it doesn't just become like ultra, ultra funky and weird where you're like, okay, well, that just happened kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, it's it's great. And it, and it even kind of introduces that on the surface. Like you've made a time machine out of a DeLorean, you know, it's like yeah. it's time travel, <laughs> but like we're going to have fun with it. Right. So <laughs> yeah, might as well do it in style or whatever sure. he says. <laughs> All right. Shannon, anything to add to that one? Otherwise, I'll... I'll move right along to my bad descriptions of movies. No, I'm excited for the next one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this next one, it's about a a young, young boy. Um, He's, he's, he's got a pretty troubled youth and uh, 
as time goes on, he gets this robot friend and they like pal around town together. <laughs> it's like this, this like, you know, like real world Tamagotchi. And, uh, you know, it's this tale of two friends who come together, but in the end, uh, they find out that this troubled kid, um, is going to start a nuclear war. So the friend melts himself down and it's, it's pretty tragic, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a great sci-fi movie. You got to go check out Terminator two when you have a chance. Oh no! That movie is ruined. <laughs> Why did we let Sean go first? He should have finished it. We have to follow this. I know we're going to be so boring now. <laughs> oh. oh boy! Well, it it really is a great movie. Um, it's one that I remember watching as a child with my late grandmother. Um, she enjoyed <laughs> she enjoyed action movies. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in there and. Anyway, good good times. It's it's a great movie. If you know, you probably should watch Terminator first, but if you don't, it's it's fine. It's still enjoyable. It's true. Yeah, they kind of it, it helps to have seen Terminator, but they kind of go over the basic gist of what happened. Like I I saw Terminator 2 a long time before I saw the first one and it still made sense to me, right? So, I don't think it's necessarily like a you must see it because they kind of summarize stuff as you're going. To fill my role of now giving you the info, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're setting up a pattern now. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day is a 1991 American sci-fi action film produced and directed by James Cameron, starring, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, and Edward Furlong. Uh, Terminator 2 is a sequel to the 1984 film The Terminator, uh, second installment in the Terminator franchise. And I got to say, I know we're doing favorites on this show. This is not an, an April 1st episode. But I did not care for any of the f- subsequent Terminator films. I just got to put that out there. Terminator was good. Terminator 2 is one of my like probably top 20 movies ever. All downhill from there, in, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other, I don't even know if I've seen them all, but the others that I've seen are like fun action movies, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it really like sci-fi. And again, in Terminator 2, there's an aspect of time travel and you could get pretty deep into it and and have wonky things. But in the end, it's just there's a pretty core premise that's easy to understand and easy to follow. Just this idea of like sending a machine from the future back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. For anyone who's not familiar, the basic idea of the story is that Aaron I already told them. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. That's go right. Ahead. Go no, ahead. We got we got the summary. No, the uh, according to Wikipedia summary, we'll say that. In the future, a malevolent artificial intelligence called Skynet has uh, basically wiped out most of humanity. And there is a war between humans and machines in the future. And so Skynet sends a Terminator machine. It's basically like a human-looking robot. Sends this Terminator back in time to kill John Connor, who is the leader of the human resistance, sends this robot back in time to kill him as a child. And so the human resistance is also able to send a robot back in time, which is the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so then the movie takes place in, wait, 91? It came out in 91. I can't remember if that's when it's set. Oh, so the uh, the movie starts with a flash forward to 2029. The distant future, 2029. Uh Coming up. Where the Earth is a wasteland dominated by war. (laughs) So, and then, no, the movie takes place in 1995. So anyway, but yeah, it takes place all over Los Angeles trying to uh, protect John Connor slash kill John Connor, depending on which side you're on. And I think it's a really, really awesome movie. It's, It's super like high action 
lots of guns, lots of explosions, all the all the fun stuff, the car chases and motorcycles and helicopters and uh, all all the good stuff. I just also think there's they kind of explore these elements of like humanity and like even though it came out in, in early 90s kind of like the potential dangers of artificial intelligence and like how much do we trust computers in our lives and you know all all these different things but of course it's all framed in this very action adventure movie so i think it's great obviously there's so many iconic things from that arnold schwarzenegger has been known for since forever uh that come from this movie and i just i'll be back yep i think it's so (laughs) great hasta la vista baby (laughs) right like they all they all they all come from this movie it's so good it is rated R. It's very violent and has language. So just content warning. If you're okay with that, it's an amazing movie. But you get to see Arnold Schwarzenegger's bum. So <laughs> yeah. You left that out of your description. I did leave that out of the description. In fact, I got it wrong. I, you know, uh, the boy is not going to start the war, but he's certainly, as a leader of the resistance, somebody who would propagate and continue the war against humanity. Yep. And robot bums. <laughs> yeah, robot bombs. Yeah, yeah, it's just a robot body. Bomb. It's a bodybuilder, but it's a robot, so it's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Turns out you can't time travel with clothes, or at least he didn't. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you got that robot body, you don't need to. Yeah, he's hey, more comfortable that it, way. It made for a good opening of the movie. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm hooked. All I right, know. moving on. Um, so I'll, I'll do one more. I actually. I don't know. There are a lot of sci-fi movies, so maybe if some of the others are brought up, I'll I'll, I'll throw a couple of one-liner descriptions in. But this next one, pretty different. Uh, you go into the movie theater, and uh, the movie starts, and what do you know? You're just watching a TV show. And you realize not only are you watching a TV show, but you're watching a TV show with a guy in a bathtub. And then an amateur sailor crashes into a wall, but walks away unharmed, so it's all good. Anyway, that's, uh, that's about it. That sums up the movie. <laughs> called the truman show that's so good <laughs> that's great that's oh, really yeah. great great and show it's funny to, it's funny i uh i wouldn't have thought of that as a sci-fi like it it doesn't fit like the typical like what i think of as a sci-fi movie but it it really is right like when you look at the setting of the movie and like yeah it it totally is it's awesome yeah, I to be honest, I struggled a little bit with what was a sci-fi movie because I feel like there's mm, aspects mm-hmm. of sci-fi in like every movie. Right? Sure, yeah. Like this idea of stretching how far somebody can jump. It's like, oh yeah, you know, there's like, you know, you've taken the science, it's fictional, but like anyway, it's you know, it could be an action movie or it could be a rom com or whatever. And um, but sci-fi, yeah, I feel like as as a core piece of it, right? And and in the Truman show, there's this enormous studio. I don't remember how large you know, they say it is, but I mean, at least city sized, right? Like, There's an like entire the size of a city yes. in this in this big movie set dome thing. Yeah. And the Truman show is about this guy named Truman and he's in the show, but he doesn't realize he is. And then everybody around him is an actor and people just watch live, you know, of this show that runs 24 hours a day of this guy just living his life. Yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. Uh, it came out in 1998, directed by Peter Weir and uh, starring Jim Carrey. And yeah, his, his full name, Truman Burbank, a man who grew up living an ordinary life that unbeknownst to him takes place on a large set populated by actors for a television show about him, says Wikipedia. Yeah, I, I remember when that movie came out and it was so like it made it made me question 
things, right? Right. <laughs> you start looking in the mirror and you're like, is that a camera? You know, right? Like, you, yeah, you, you watch The Matrix and suddenly you're like, is anything real? I felt like the same thing after Truman <laughs> yeah. Show. I was like, is, it, is, is everyone just faking it? Are there cameras everywhere? But it's a Truman Show also. I, I, to what you were say, saying, Sean, about the, the genre of sci-fi, I feel like there's so many movies. It's hard to find a, a movie that fits just in one specific genre. I think they there's so many shared genres. Like Terminator 2, I think a lot of people would call a great action movie, but clearly it's also a sci-fi movie because future robots. So the Truman Show, I mean, what a, it, it definitely fits the sci-fi thing because it is this like science fiction, you know, fake reality TV show sort of thing. But like, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a like a a drama, comedy kind of a mix of both a dramedy yeah. maybe i'm it's <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm trying to think like as it's it's such a good movie and there are parts of it that make me laugh so hard because of course i mean jim carrey's in it he's gonna make you laugh but like there were parts of that movie where i i cried like it was got super heavy in some parts and you know it was like really inspirational at times and yeah it's i feel like it was a very complex movie and i think it was really well made and i really liked it yeah truman show is awesome it actually did not come to mind with sci-fi i had to I was looking around at just random movies and trying to, I did trying that too. to like redefine the genre <laughs> in my own mind. And I was like, oh, yeah, Truman Show is awesome. I, I love it. So I wanted to bring that up. Sean, this is the second time you've mentioned the Truman Show on, on The Favorite Show. When did I mention it last time? Didn't I, you mention for one of your favorite villains was Kristoff? Oh, yes, yes, I did. I forgot about that. I've wow, been doing this show for a while. The director on, of the, the Truman Show in, yes, in the movie, the director right. of the TV show. Was one of your favorite villains. I remember now. <laughs> I guess. I guess I really do like the Truman Show. There you go. We've, now you've heard it from me twice. <laughs> we've come full circle. Well done. <laughs> well, I'll seed my time. I'm, there's there are a lot of good ones out there. I'll, I'll chime in. I'm sure that we're going to have some overlap. Who wants to go next? Was it me? Am I going next? Sure. Cool. Well, let me let me tell you. I'm not going to go as far as you have, Sean. But but let's see. My <laughs> one of my favorite movies, and this is the most. I mean, this, this is probably the most obvious sci-fi movie that we all love, but. I'll just I'll just say it's basically it's the story of this little blue and white robot and all of his friends <laughs> keep getting into trouble and he has to go bail them out. And that's the basic premise of Star Wars. So <laughs> yeah, follows the it. adventures of R2D2. Uh, no. <laughs> but no, Star Wars. And, and again, also talking about genre, like Star Wars is not just sci-fi. I mean, Star Wars is epic space opera, right? Yeah. Like Star Wars is so much bigger than just sci-fi. But it also, at its core, is sci-fi, right? A galaxy far, far away. So I, I feel like I love all Star Wars. There are, there are some I like more than others. There are some I don't care for quite as much. But just, I think, I think Star Wars is, I think the defining the Star Star Wars and Star Trek. I think are kind of the defining sci-fi films, sci-fi. Uh, you know, space adventures. They, they both successfully create an entire sci-fi world in which you can yeah. live in regardless of the book, the movie, the TV show. It, there's plenty of room in this enormous universe that they create rather than just a specific story. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and it was for sure the first one that popped in my head. But really what I was thinking about going through, you know, all of the movies and, you know, kind of Putting, ranking them in an order of most favorite to least favorite to didn't totally care for it. And I will say it's not just the movie that's a favorite. I think it's just the whole universe 
that is a favorite of mine. Yeah. Because it is so in-depth and so cool, like everything about it. Yeah, it's true. When you start thinking about like the diversity of all these different planets, all these different worlds they go to. And yes, everything leads back to Tatooine somehow. But (laughs) I mean, even let's like let's let's be real. Like all these different worlds and planets, it's it's there's so much to explore and all the different alien races and all of the different alien languages and the technologies that exist and even like the rituals and the, you know, like religious beliefs or whatever, you know, between Jedi's and Mandalorian and and all that sort of thing. Like there's just so much to, to see, like it, it kind of blows my mind when you start thinking about it, like that George Lucas, like imagined all this, like created all yeah. of this it, literally galaxies worth of, of, of just stuff like yeah. worlds and languages and everything. It's so, so vast and so amazing. One of my favorites is definitely the one with the little creatures that attack local law enforcement. And uh, <laughs> another were the, and, and, oh yeah. And the lady chokes that big slug. That no, guy, just, yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> no, I, I do. I do love, love star Wars. And I especially loved uh, return of the Jedi. Just when you see, you know, Luke coming to into his power and you see a victory of good over evil in several ways. Yeah. yeah. And and kind of in the same vein, the reason I bring this up, um, besides the silly comments, <laughs> is <laughs> is this idea that that it's it's a, a universe and it's larger than any movie, I think. Um, I don't know. I guess I wasn't alive when it was a one movie uh what am I trying to say? A one movie franchise, right? But yeah. But in the end, when you look at it, like part of the reason I love the Return of the Jedi is because it feels like it's actually the culmination of movies before it, mm. and, yeah. and kind of coming together. Or similar things with the prequels and with with just other movies that have come out. I just feel like when it builds towards something bigger, it's 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 pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah I agree. And it's something we could totally have just a whole episode of favorite star wars <laughs> both movie and tv and I'm in, soundtrack I'm in favor of that let's do it <laughs> not today but let's do it sometime <laughs> <Not today. laughs> no i agree and on and if i had if i was pressed to pick a favorite star wars movie i think for me it would be between either the original uh, a new hope or return of the jedi which is funny because I know a lot of people are like, oh, the Empire Strikes Back is the best one. It's the greatest one. And and I definitely see what they're saying. But I think for me, like you said, Sean, I love Return of the Jedi because it does feel like this culmination and this ultimate victory and this like wapping up of a big story and has the best space battles, if you ask me. Um, yeah, they're but pretty then, incredible. But then also like the original, you know, 1977, A New Hope, even though it wasn't called A New Hope when it came out in 1977, but that's a different story. I think that one also has to be one of my favorites just because it's the original. It's Mm -hmm. an amazing story. It's it. And and it's all kind of self-contained, right? I mean, you can watch that movie by itself and not be like, oh, what happens next? Right. It kind of it kind of has a little bit of an ending, even though obviously there's more to the story. Like yeah. the movie stands on its own, and I just think it's the best. So anyway, I had to I had to mention Star Wars. We couldn't get too far without that. Of course, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm looking at my list here. Uh, the next movie on my list is one. Uh, it's about a a guy who starts a zoo, and then things just kind of get out of hand. So, <laughs> 
I'm going to close out of my next tab here. <laughs> no, dang it. That was a, I, I was afraid there was going to be a lot of overlap. Sean. No, a, I have so many. It's fine. It's fine. Sean, your first two were definitely on my list as well. So anyway, Jurassic Park is oh what I'm talking goodness. about. I was struggling with that. You, man, that description is perfect. But I was like, okay, starts a zoo. Starts a zoo. What in the world? Starts a zoo. I didn't, that's, I didn't even prepare anything, Sean. I'm just trying to follow up with your awesome. Oh, well, that was, that was perfect. That was perfect. I didn't have a very good one for that. I just had dinosaurs don't knock, so do your business fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Jurassic Park's amazing, though. Jurassic Park is amazing. Uh, and I got to be honest, I actually have not seen any of the Jurassic World movies. And just recently, I finally saw Jurassic Park 3. I had only ever seen the first. And then uh, what was the, the second one? Jurassic Park 2 was uh, Lost World? The Lost World, yeah. Is that the one with the gymnast? Anyway, yeah, 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 the gymnast, yes, and, then, and then the T-Rex is like in San Diego or something at some point. Anyway. Yeah, because they kidnapped his baby. That's right, yes. The plot really got away from him in the second one. Yeah, that, that was a <laughs> – anyway, we're not going to talk anymore about those ones. <laughs> the original Jurassic Park uh, came out in 1993. I, I just think it's an incredible story, and it's an incredible movie. And it also kind of blows my mind. Like recently we were coming up on – what was it, twenty fifth year or no 30 30 year anniversary right of the movie no that's next year it was recently the 25th anniversary math is hard (laughs) (laughs) but you go back and you watch the movie now man those special effects really hold up yeah you know some movies i'm impressed some movies don't hold up the same way like i had tron as one of my honorable mentions it's a great movie and a great story but it looks like kind of how we were talking about Star Fox last week, like very like <laughs> polygonal, <laughs> you know, early computer graphics, which I guess kind of gives it its charm from when it was set in. But like, you know, you don't watch it and be like, wow, that looks great. Like it looks like a vintage computer effects or whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't distract. I, I think like some, in some cases they're like, whoa, check out that CG kind of thing. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But Jurassic Park, I mean, in all the technological advancements we've had over the last 25 years or more, uh, you, I, I, never, I don't watch Jurassic Park and think like, boy, we've come a long way on, on the animation there. I don't think that at all. Like, it looks incredible. And I think part of it is that it is a combination in the movie of computer graphics and practical effects. And I don't know if a lot of people realize that. There's actually a lot in Jurassic Park that are animatronics and uh, 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 puppetry, that sort of thing that's mixed in with the computer graphics. And I think that's part of what sells it, but boy, Mm -hmm. it holds up. It looks great. It really does. And scary. What a scary movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I know people who watch like real scary movies will be like, what? No, it's not like, you know, I'm not talking horror movies. Like I, I watched Jurassic Park and I jumped a bunch when things would jump out at them or be like, Oh crap, there's another raptor. Oh crap. Here comes the T-Rex must yes. go faster. Must go faster. You know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I intense. mentioned this one briefly on our scary movies episode. Cause yeah, the Raptors scared me. I mean, they're just kind of lurking around the corner. They're sneaky. They're yeah. 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 No, what a great movie. It's so good. Great, great acting, great story. And, and I do love that this element of sci-fi, I think a lot of times when we think about sci-fi movies, we think space, right? Spaceships and space battles and stuff, Star Wars, Star Trek. But I like these sci-fi movies that are exploring a different side of science fiction, like bringing dinosaurs back from dino DNA that's been trapped in, you know, mosquitoes trapped in amber and stuff like that. Like what a cool story. And Michael Crichton, can we just say real quick that guy writes some good stories like i love the book jurassic park 
as well. Like it's it's so good. And so he he knocked it out of the park with this one. It's a great story. Yeah, I agree. Well, and interestingly enough, reading the Wikipedia page for Jurassic Park, apparently Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment bought the rights to the book before it was even published. I feel like I heard that somewhere before, but yeah, that's cool. I I didn't know that was true. That's that's awesome. And both were very successful. Yeah. So good for them. And it is interesting, you know, if you get into the whole like book versus movie thing, there there are definitely elements in Jurassic Park that are not in the book. And there's elements that are in the book that they you later used in other Jurassic the other Jurassic Park movies. But I don't know. And this one I don't care. Sometimes I get all <laughs> bent out of shape about oh that I didn't follow the book, but I don't care. This one's great. Uh, let's see. What else do I got? Now I'm trying to be clever and think of a funny thing, but <laughs> I got to think real quick. How do I, how do I describe this one? Um, is this the one about everybody's super into virtual reality, except a few people? Nope. Not that one. Not that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got nothing. Independence day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't, yes. I couldn't yes. think of anything funny to say about <laughs> it. <laughs> Independence day from 1996. I love that movie. It's a good little sci-fi. I shouldn't say little. It was like the summer blockbuster, but it is a really good <laughs> sci-fi action film. It's it's kind of silly, you know, like it's it's the sort of movie oh, that you have to moments. you have to let yourself kind of have that like suspension of disbelief or whatever the phrase is, like uh because it's a really it's one of these movies that's really easy to be like, "Well, wait a minute. How come they didn't just do that? Or how come they didn't just do this?" You know? <laughs> You can poke some holes <laughs> yeah. in it, but it's not that kind of movie, right? It's the kind of movie that is just really entertaining and really fun and exciting. And also it's just kind of cool to see like big cities getting blown up and like monuments getting blown up, right? Like that's, that's, there's something, there's something exciting about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it just, <laughs> yeah, not to be like morbid, but yeah, just like every city just like exploding but then you get some cool fight scenes and then you laugh a lot. And it's like this really interesting combination that makes for a fun movie. I know. And, and you really just, it, the, the filmmakers really, I think are just asking you not to think about it. Right. There's the whole scene with like, they're hiding in the tunnel as LA is exploding and like the dog is coming and they're like, ah, hurry up dog. And the dog jumps into the tunnel right before the shockwave hits. And you're like, Oh, yeah. oh good. The dog made it. <laughs> Don't think about the millions about who this. just yeah. died outside of this tunnel. <laughs> Don't think about that. The dog made it. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Independence Day came out in 1996 and uh, stars an all-star ensemble cast, according to Wikipedia, including Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Mary McDonald, Judd Hirsch. And itty-bitty Mae Whitman. Oh, yeah. Little girl Mae Whitman is in it. Uh, Harry mm-hmm. Connick Jr. is in it. It's it's a fun movie. That's that's I think the best way to sum it up. Like yep. there's lots of good comedic bits. There's lots of good action fights and jets and lasers and etc. It's just a fun summer blockbuster fun movie. <laughs> I yeah, don't know yeah. how else to describe it. It's you good. can jump a few times. The aliens are actually pretty creepy aliens. Like oh yeah, that's know. true. Yeah, uh, Shannon, I can let you go for a while. I, that covers all of my main ones, and I got a bunch of honorable mentions. But uh, Shannon, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, it's funny because, Sean, like you said, my first thought, Star Wars. Second thought was, I better Google what (laughs) exactly a science fiction movie is. And, you know, I had gone to, you know, the actual definition and whatever, which is pretty broad, I think, that um, it's just saying something about how it typically deals with futuristic concepts such as advanced science, technology, space exploration, time travel, parallel universes, extraterrestrial life, 
so on and so forth. So I was like, wow, that's that's kind of a lot of movies, really. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I found a lot of my list are actually animated movies. Awesome. So uh, one I'm surprised you did not mention, Aaron, which I had all this time to brainstorm, but oh well, <laughs> is The Iron Giant. See, now I purposely left off a few from my list because I want to talk about them in other episodes. <laughs> but th- don't let me stop you. But I was just going to say, like, I purposely didn't talk about Wally or the Iron Giant because I want to talk about them with animation later. I didn't talk about Guardians of the Galaxy because I feel like that's a superhero movie. And I didn't talk about Akira because I want to talk about that when we do our anime films. So carry on. Excellent. So far ahead. But that's why that's why I didn't bring any of those up. You've tidied up a lot of my honorable mention list. <laughs> Good <laughs> carry, work. <laughs> carry on. No, don't let me stop you. Please, let's let's talk about it. Well, yeah, so the Iron Giant came out in 1999, carrying on with our Good, good 90s movies. I know, right? Um, <laughs> right? Um, I didn't realize it is actually based off of a book. Uh, a 1968 novel, The Iron Man by Ted Hughes. Yep. I didn't know that. It is. And it was Brad Bird's directorial debut. It was. Cool. Yeah. Very good movie. Classic for us, I feel like. We watched it a lot. Takes place set during the Cold War, 1957. The movie is about young boy Hogarth Hughes who discovers a giant alien robot near his home. And so he's trying to, you know, keep it undercover. It's very cool to have a giant robot friend, but Mm -hmm. he's a giant robot. And so hijinks ensue and whatever. Apparently, when it began development, it was supposed to be a musical. And then it took a turn from that, which I think it's just oh, it's such a good movie. Um, apparently, also, it kind of flopped in the box office. It won a lot of Annie Awards at the time, but not a lot of people went to go see it. And so then through the home video release, that's when it really gained its cult following. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty interesting. It's it's unfortunate that it was not a bigger commercial success. Because honestly, The Iron Giant is a top 10 movie for me, like of all movies ever, no matter what the genre or style or anything. The Iron Giant is one of my top 10 ever. Oh, so good. I think that part of the struggle that they ran up against is that it was it was made by, uh, it was produced by Warner Brothers Feature Animation. And nothing against Warner Animation. I mean, I work for Warner Brothers, so, you know, they're great. <laughs> but no, the, the, the problem is, who who was making animated movies in the 90s? Disney, right? And who else was making animated movies in the 90s? Uh, I don't know. Right? Like that I think that's <laughs> that's the problem is that nowadays and and I know this is not fair to to generalize this much, but nowadays there's animation from so many different animation studios, right? Even especially with streaming and stuff, there's just content everywhere. But I feel like back then in the 90s and and earlier it was like there were Disney movies and there were non-Disney movies. And it was like, that was it, right? If the, if the Iron Giant had been done by Disney, I think it would have been a huge success. But I just don't think it had the right name. It didn't have the right production push behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, which is so sad because I think it's such a great movie. And I'm really glad that it has kind of gotten this like cult following because I think it deserves it. I think it's such a good movie. Yeah. And it's another one where just... I don't know. It's it's a it's a cartoon, but it's a mix sci-fi, and I would say that there are parts of it that feel like an action movie, but it also has you laughing a lot. Mm-hmm. So it just I don't know. It's I agree. It's a great movie. Yeah, and I think that's part of what makes it a great movie is it has such huge range. There's parts where I laugh so hard, and parts where I cry real hard. Like it's 
it just has a bit of everything and I think it does it all really well and great soundtrack yeah. and great acting. Uh, it's, it's, it's just all around great. Yeah. It's, it's such a good one, but it was also funny. You'd mentioned it. I was going to talk about Wally as well. Please do. Which <laughs> I, well, I don't even necessarily want to get too much into it, but I had my mind blown and you guys probably aren't going to even think this is as cool as a fact as I did, but the voice of Wally is Ben Burt. I did know that. Like it's the so sound cool. guy. <laughs> wow. For anybody listening who doesn't know, Ben, were you going to say this, Shannon? No, go for it. For anyone who's listening who doesn't know, Ben Burt is like the godfather of sound effects. He was the sound designer, and sound designer meaning the person who created uh, all and put together all the sound effects and stuff. Sound designer for Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Like if you go back and look at all of like the big blockbuster movies from like the late 70s through the late 90s like he did all of them uh created you know he's, he's the guy who's responsible for creating the sound of like a lightsaber you know like iconic things like that or the sound of a tie fighter and if anybody's ever heard the wilhelm scream which i'm sure you have of course <laughs> he that was his like calling card he would sneak the wilhelm scream into whatever movies he worked on and that was like his little like oh there's a little signature there's there's the wilhelm scream uh, just the sound effect of a guy screaming. And I know you know you've heard it before. It's everywhere. Other sound designers have put it in their movies later and uh, as a tribute to him. But yeah, in Wally, he was the sound designer because that movie is super heavy on the sound effects. Like the sound tells so much of the story. And yeah, he did the voice of Wally, which is so cool. Right. Yeah. I when I went down that rabbit hole, because I was like, wait, now hold on. And so I went to his IMDB page, and he's also the voice of BD, the little droid in uh the Star Wars oh, yeah. game. Yep. Oh wow. yep, he is. <laughs> so anyway, I read that and like I was waiting to log in for the podcast and I just took my headphones off. It's like, Alex, Alex, you gotta hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, it's awesome. great. I love it. Yes. Um, let's see. My last animated one I was going to bring up is a a new movie now, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys, Aaron, sounds like you've seen it. Sean, I don't know if you've Hi, seen it. I have not seen it. Um, it is a Netflix original. It was originally done by Sony and then uh, thanks to... COVID stuff with movie theaters, Sony sold uh, distribution rights to Netflix. Let's see. It was done by the same people who did Into the Spider-Verse, which Mm -hmm. is another one that was kind of... I was going to kind of talk about Marvel and stuff that, yeah, that was kind of an honorable mention for uh, sci-fi. I figured that would be more of a superhero conversation later you, on you talk about whatever you want i i was just telling my justification for why i didn't talk no. about certain ones but you do you do you that's well, all good i was gonna do that anyway because i figured with star wars i was gonna keep it broad with marvel i was just gonna keep it broad but yeah here's mitchell's versus the machines anyway is um about a dysfunctional family that on a trip the robot apocalypse happens and so it's up to them to save the earth and it's silly and it's heartwarming and it's it was a really enjoyable movie. I liked it a lot. And I liked that it was like most of the movies that made it to my list to talk about on the podcast tonight were ones that I felt like were unique. They're, they weren't ones that seemed overdone to me. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's what I kind of felt like with Mitchell's versus the machines was it was a it was a nice kind of change of pace. It wasn't the same movie you see a hundred times over. It wasn't another Marvel movie. It wasn't another Star Wars movie, you know? Yeah. As much as I like them. 
No, that's fair. I, I totally get that. Yeah. My last one, not animated, is Inception. Ooh, ooh which, yeah. Another very original idea, I thought. From reading up about it, what I didn't know is that it was originally written as a horror film envisioning dream stealers based on lucid dreaming. Ooh, that'd have been scary. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, it was going to be called Insomnia. Mm. But Christopher Nolan uh, decided that he needed more experience before tackling a production of that magnitude and complexity. And so he went ahead and shelved his project to work on a little something called Batman Begins. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he got through the Batman movies and the prestige, and then he went to do Inception. And after, you know, his huge success doing these Batman movies, he was able to uh, use his reputation to go towards advertising, honestly. <laughs> and the movie was able to be such a great hit. It won a bunch of Academy Awards, including Best Original Score, which it is such a good soundtrack. Uh, Hans Zimmer did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a really good movie. And I, I remember the first time seeing it and just kind of having my mind blown the whole movie. Yeah. Like every, yeah. every new scene, it was like, whoa. And then another scene, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. I think this one pushes on your, what you were hoping to accomplish a little by some that weren't over the top. Cause this one goes deep. <laughs> on yeah. Just, yeah. Oh I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where it's a movie where you're going into people's dreams, but there's like different levels and different depths and you keep going and, encountering more and crazier things. So I don't know. I need to go watch it again. That that was a good movie. That Another one of those one. movies that makes me question things. <laughs> <laughs> I wake yes. up and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I just have an now? idea. Where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean that was it for the stuff I had details on. Honorable mentions, uh The Matrix, oh, Tron. Yeah, was on, that was those were both said, on mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Big Hero Six. Oh, that um, is a good one too. Yeah, we've kind of mentioned it before. Interstellar five 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 five. Oh, which is the Daft yes. Punk music video. <laughs> yes, I didn't even think about that one. That's great. And then of the Marvels, I was thinking as far as spacey sci-fi Marvel movies, my favorite is probably Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that one is good. That one's a lot of fun. It's really fun that's the best way to yeah. describe that one i think <laughs> yeah that's a good one i love it yeah I'm, I'm looking at my honorable mention list we talked about the matrix i had et you gotta put et on there oh, that movie's mm -hmm. so good man that movie's good um close encounters of the third kind is also super good we talked about tron uh, minority report boy that one yeah, minority that report's trippy. a good one and then look at my oh and and then the last one on my list was Meet the Robinsons. You guys remember that movie, the Disney oh, movie? Oh, I love great. that one. That movie's so good. I feel like it's a pretty underrated Disney film. Like yes. it's one of those ones that kind of gets lost in the you know well deserved, really great Disney movies. But there's there's so many good ones. But yeah, Meet the Robinsons was a really good movie. It's that's one that I've watched several times. You know, since it came out, and really good, really really good. And so it's a really funny version of sci-fi too of like the yep. technology that exists in their future <laughs> is like so cartoony but it's like but it is it's portrayed as like science fiction it's like i invented all this cool stuff in the future this is my like this is the new technology in the future 
just happens to kind of look like Toontown, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that one's great. It's based off of a very silly picture book that the illustrations are very fun, very cool, detailed artwork. But that is exactly what it is, is that this boy is going on a tour of the Robinson's house and it's lots of wacky, futuristic stuff. And that's just the whole <laughs> plot of the book. Oh, man, it's so good. Well, you hit most of my honorable mentions. I'll add as well the Star Trek reboot in 2009. Oh, yeah. Oh, those were good. Chris Pine. I thought those were awesome. Yeah. I'll also add Arrival, Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow, which I didn't even remember it was called that. I thought it was Live, Die, Repeat. But <laughs> yes. Anyway, I think that's a common problem that it had. Yes. It yeah. was good, though. Um, the Island and Dune. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New Dune or Old Dune? The New Dune. I actually I liked it. Um, I, I think I think it's it's not in like my my personal Hall of Fame, but as far as sci-fi movies go, it's uh, it's probably the most recent sci-fi movie I really enjoyed. And it's only half done. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. I did not realize it was going to be in two parts when I sat down to watch it, and I kept get, in the movie. I kept being like, "Wow, I'm I'm already a, an hour into this. How are they going to wrap yeah. this up? I'm an, <laughs> yeah. I'm an hour and a half into this. Where? How are they going to finish? This is going to be a quick ending. Yes. Oh, this is part one. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know very part. much. <laughs> I didn't know very much going into that movie, but I remember going into it being like, "Oh man, yeah, I love this cast. Oscar Isaac, he's the best." And without giving too many spoilers. Was really sad halfway through the movie. <laughs> so that's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> oh man. Well, this is these are this is a good list of movies, you guys. Some really great, like of, of of all time great movies and movies that are fun. And you know, I'm trying to make a distinction between Star Wars and Independence Day. There's some all time greats <laughs> yeah. and there's some fun movies. So <laughs> But yeah, we're I mean we're, we're definitely gonna hit on a bunch of other movies that we maybe didn't talk about in detail when we do like we're definitely going to talk about superhero movies at some point, and we're going to talk about animated films and whatever. So we'll we'll get to more of that later, but I think this is probably a good spot to wrap up. But yeah, good good list of movies. Now I feel like I really want to go watch a bunch of movies. This is the problem with this show is that after <laughs> last episode, I was like, oh man, I'm going to play all these games. I, I I But I don't have time to play all these games. Like I can play some, but... And now after this one, I'm like, man, I got to watch all these movies. I'm not going to have time. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yes. there's no way in one week to get caught up on all the things that we talk about. I know. I did try, though. I did try last week. As soon as we were done recording, oh, <laughs> I played from start to finish Tetris Attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's Very awesome. nice. I love it. Oh, man. Well, regardless of how much we need to catch up on, this is probably a good spot to wrap it up. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail.com or look us up on Instagram at Podcast. Let us know your favorite sci-fi movies. We want to hear about all of them. There's so there's so many, such a wide range. We want to hear what your favorites are. We also would love to hear if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And if you don't feel like giving us a five-star rating, then uh, I think you need to just go back in time to when you already did give us a five-star rating. Uh-huh, and then yeah. you'll remember like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. I already did. It's great because it's done. Is that is that so That doesn't work though, does it? I, time travel paradoxes throw me for a no, loop, yeah, man. I can't, can't think about yeah. it too much. I can never figure it out. So anyway. Yeah. Well, well, or if you leave a one star or, or anything below five, that maybe in the future you may feel feel obligated to go and change the past. I don't want that hanging with you, right? Live, yeah. live your future. Yeah. You don't need time travel. <laughs> Just give us five go. stars today. Now we're talking. I like it. I like that a lot. 
Well, good luck with your space-time continuum. Until next time, my name's Aaron. <laughs> Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, cue the music. In the past. Whoa. Or future. Or both. It's all relative. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. While we're recording right now, we're talking about things as if it's happening, but I'm not. I can actually cue that music until later in the week when I'm editing. And then when people are listening in the future, they're going to hear you say cue the music, which was recorded in the past. And they're going to hear the music, which I queued up in the past, and it'll be there present. But for us, that's in the future. Mind blown. My head hurts. (laughs) Sean, I love your your descriptions. They were so yes. good. Oh, they're so bad. No, but they and, and a lot of them, I went through because I created them for all of these, and most of them, I just could come up with like one line, right? Like, Wait, I want to hear what you had for some of the other movies. So for Oblivion, it's a story about a man who finds himself again and again. <laughs> <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow. Tom Cruise is a wimp who dies early in the movie, but the rest is still really good. <laughs> The island. Murder? Why? Because they're organ donors. Let's see. Dune. Giant worms eating farmers. Those are good. Those are really good. Hopefully I didn't ruin movies for anybody.